Hi guys and welcome to 10 out of 10 would recommend with me Gina and my beautiful host you say that because I don't look beautiful but I accept it like everyone everyone right now is like stunning and really well made up and I look like I haven't slept in 68 days it's me Talani <laughs> No, we're not going to sing you a song because that would not go very well. I was getting ready to sit. I was you... getting, yeah, I was breathing in my diaphragm. Getting okay, my, my, go for my, it. Okay, ready? <clears throat> to everybody that we've interviewed. Thank Shout you out so you much. guys. Shout out you. And here's a song. <clears throat> 10, 10. <laughs> would recommend. <laughs> 10, 10. Would recommend. <laughs> Tell <Netflix>. everybody. <laughs> Tell your friend, tell your mama, tell your daddy too, tell your grandpa. <laughs> happy and as glorious as we're clearly feeling and Ooh. you enjoyed um gina's rap was it a rap <laughs> who even knows singing yeah. i loved it very much enjoyed it how yeah. are you my love do you know what i'm doing okay yeah i'm in i'm in high spirits i don't even really know why i like that i'm in a naughty mood so every so afternoon i get in this mood where i just want to like be naughty yeah, yeah. Do, you, do you ever get that like i just want to do naughty things i was gonna yeah, say like, I do. still but that's not <laughs> <laughs> That's a crime. Not- <laughs> <laughs> That's a felony in some states. Yeah, it's I, I do I do get what you mean. I, I also know I've seen you when you're like having your mischievous days so and you naughty. are literally like a child at school. It's like <laughs> literally. I just want to do things and like no one knows it's me and like, you know, that sort of vibe. Mm, but that's mm, mm. that's my mood and I'm glad our moods are matching each other. That's great. Yeah. yeah that is that very, very good. Um I wanted to bring something up to you this week. Actually, sure. two things that have been okay. on my mind. <laughs> two things. One is nothing to do with television, but also important to mention. Okay. Curtains are very overpriced. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I say this because it's been weighing heavy on my mind. Yeah. For a bit of fabric mm-hmm. to block out the sun and to have some privacy. H- how much are curtains? Well... One shop, which I will not mention because I do not deserve it. Yeah. I bought curtains for there only to open it up and they've only got one curtain. Do you know curtains come in pairs? Yeah. They've got yeah. one. So you have to buy two of them. Wow. Two. How Does that make thought? it a curtain? No. So one of it was 30 quid. Ooh, wow. So <laughs> curtains are six. But curtains for 60 quid. Surely that's not that expensive. Oh, I'm sorry, Richie. I'm, I'm sorry, Richie Rich. Oh, I'm sorry. Netflix money. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know what? i tell you what. Call up my mate Michael McIntyre. I'll tell you the same thing with his dishwasher. Oh, my God. I need to ring him. Because guess what? What? I've got dishwasher now. <gasps> you got dishwasher? I have to call him. Like, I hope he's listening, but I bought dishwasher. I've got one now. I'm so proud of you. How do you I feel? Know. Um, I haven't used it yet because I don't know what to do. Yeah, okay. That's yeah. all right. I'll come around. But when I got it, I, I thought, oh, Michael would be so proud of me. He would be proud of you. I know. Aspirational That's, yours. I love that kind of thing where it's like, if you've been listening for this whole time, you'll understand that reference. And if you haven't and you're a snake, <laughs> you won't. And so you just have to sit with that. Go and listen to that episode. That episode was really fun. Bless yeah, I really enjoyed it. What um, is your second, second thing? thing? Yeah. Um, documentaries, right? Mm, okay. So okay. 
You know our lad, Louis Theroux. I mean, he's not our lad, but I'd like him to be our lad. Yeah. I really like Louis. I think he's great. I think he's like the king of documentaries. And the other day I was listening, he does a podcast, which is actually really good. And so he's done this thing where he's kind of like put together his best documentaries. Not that he's made, but that he's enjoyed watching or that's inspired him in his Mm. makings. Mm. And there's one called Rain in My Heart. I think it's called Rain in My Heart. Let me find the exact... Yeah, Rain in My Heart. Okay. And it's basically about people that are, like, um, alcoholics, that abuse alcohol, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. It is possibly the best thing I've ever watched in my life. Like, documentary-wise. Really? It is so sad, but so, like... Do you know that whole thing about, like, telling untold stories? Yeah, yeah. That is a perfect definition of what it is. It's so raw, and you kind of feel like really sorry for people but then you understand what got them there but then you feel like annoyed mm. at them like come on sort it out that sort of thing it's it's so good you should mm. watch it what's it called rain on me rain in my heart <laughs> it's not an ashanti song <laughs> <laughs> rain on me <laughs> it's a documentary like, damn it. <laughs> rain in my heart rain in my rain heart. in my heart not rain on me because this is not by ashanti I really love Louis Theroux. One time I tweeted about Louis Theroux and now we follow each other on Twitter. <gasps> and he's never unfollowed me, which I... Shout out Theroux. Are you lying? No, honestly, we follow each other. Does what he ever like, like your tweets? Yeah, sometimes. Oh what my guy? God, that is so cute. I know, I love Louis. What did you tweet him to warrant a follow? I actually can't remember. Maybe I can try and find it. Oh I was my watching, gosh. You know how everyone at some point goes through a stage of like... Um, well, I did binging Louis Theroux documentaries. I was just yeah. watching. Bare well, those, did you watch a lot of the sex ones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch all the them. Sex ones are the best ones. So good. Right, let me see. That's how I found out that the um, their man in Portland are on stuff. Oh, so which one did you watch? Portland is about the um, polygamy. I can't say that word. We're more than two polygamous three, yeah. And there was this woman who had like (laughs) I can't say it. She had like two husbands and like they shared a bed. And then one man, I was like, You hate this. I know you hate this. I can see it in your eyes, you want her to yourself. Like there's always one person and then I'm like, You're not loving this, are you? But the Portman lot, they're very sexually free. Damn. I need to watch more of his documentaries. He's a great guy. Yeah, oh my gosh, bless. Okay, I said, remember in 2017, there was that white guy blinking meme? Yes. Yeah. I, I think I tweeted something like, Louis Theroux as a documentary filmmaker is the living embodiment of that meme. Because every time he's uh, talking to you, he's like, 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 feel, like what is like going on? Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and then he followed me. A king. Oh, that's really nice. If he's not, that would be sad. But I would have enjoyed the time that we had together. Is he your favourite person to follow you? so actually on twitter yeah 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 because because he's i don't know i didn't expect it was very very unexpected that was that when that do you remember that actor that follows everyone the american guy no what that's so oh bored my... <laughs> 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 no idea that no, is i bet you any money if i search on the internet it will come up american actor who follows everyone i know it doesn't come up <laughs> Because why would that come up? Now that we've had our fun, we've had our rap, we've had our MC, we've had our music interlude. Let's get on to the reason we're on this week's podcast, our established guest. Okay. Yes, I love her. I, lo- I love her too. What yeah. a babe. We've spoken about um, a show that she's been on before. We have Nicola Coughlin with us today. Um, and <laughs> she's with us because she's on a show called Bridgerton, which is the first of Shondaland's collaboration with Netflix. Shondaland! 
hopefully there's many, many more. Hopefully. But this is the first. So Shonda Rhimes is attached to this title. It's called Bridgerton. It comes out on Christmas Day. We get the gift of Christmas and the gift of Bridgerton. So before we have Nicola say hi, let's have a listen to the trailer. Has anyone else read what Lady Whistledown has written of late? Do not tell me that is yet another scandal sheet. This one is different. This one lists subjects by name. <laughs> My name is Lady Whistledown. You do not know me and never shall. But be forewarned, dear reader, I certainly know you. So... Really excited to introduce Nicola Coughlin. You play Penelope in Bridgerton. Is that correct? Please say yes, hello. Yes, I do. Yes. Hello. How are you doing? Really well. Really Good, well. Thank you. We're so excited to have you. So I'm a massive fan of you from Daily Girls. I absolutely thank you. Like, loved it with my whole heart. And I've seen a couple of episodes in this. So you're so brilliant in this as well. So I'm so like gassed thank that you, you are so here. Much. How was the dressing up part of it? That's the first question <laughs> yeah, I have. Right Those darn in. dresses. <laughs> How was that? It was epic, honestly, because I got cast and my agent said, you know, can you pop in for a costume fitting? And I said, yeah, I think I've got an hour here. And she said, no, they need you for four hours. And I said, what? <laughs> That's not normal. But then everything on this show is custom made, every single piece oh, wow. of clothing that you see. So literally you go in, they drape fabric on you, they like hand embellish, they've got a jeweler that makes things for you, you've got your crowns, your gloves, your feathers, the shoes are being painted to match the dresses. It was like a kid playing dress up, it was a dream. It actually does sound really fun. Mm, it was. <laughs> I feel like we have to, because I think we're burying the lead completely here with this show, because this is Shondaland. Shonda Rhimes herself. Shonda Rhimes, big, big Shonda Rhimes. The, the Shonda, the, yeah. How, how to get away with my Grey's Anatomy, mm-hmm. all of that scandal. Shonda Rhimes has got this new project with Netflix, right? It comes out on Christmas Day, the day of Jesus's birth. Right, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus was born and was like, you know what else I'm going to give you? I'm going to give you not only me, but Shonda. Bridgerton and and, Nic- and Nicola Cockburn yeah. in, in Bridgerton. <laughs> Merry Christmas to you all. Um, how just how does that come about? How does one answer a call from Shonda Rhimes to be in her new project for Netflix? Tell us everything about the whole process. Well, it was honestly, it was mad because I, my agent approached me and said, you know, this script has come through. It's Shonda Lamb's first production with Netflix. And I was like, well, that's a massive deal, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I was like, there's no way I'm going to get it. So you know, let's not get too excited about it. Because you don't want to like spend the check before you've even gone into the audition. Oh, I've done so that like, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this and didn't get it. Like, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I'm just going to Google the price of a Lamborghini just to see yeah, where I stand on this kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> How much are Teslas these days? I can afford it now. <laughs> so yeah, it was basically that. But I really was like, there's no hope. And then... They sent me over like a couple of scenes for the audition and I prepped them, but I didn't really know about the books. I didn't know. And again, didn't have much hope. So I went in and read the casting director and then the tapes went off to America. And I was like, okay, I'll never hear from you again. And then like two weeks later, my agent called and she said, the creatives want you for it. And I said, okay, what does that mean? I said, no, you've got that. You've got the part in the show. And I was like, well, what do you mean that I have? Why? Why did they? Why? What have I done? <laughs> yeah, you just feel like some, there's a clerical error somewhere along the line here and it's going to come out. And I'm like, you know, and like Shonda Rhimes is like the most powerful woman on television. Yeah. And I remember when I was like a struggling actor, like 
didn't have two pennies to rub together I read her book the year of yes and she has she has changed the landscape of television in terms of diversity on screen in terms of women on screen complicated women unlikable women sometimes Mm -hmm. you know also the way that they infuse like modern music and they break all the rules like this is something that you dream of working with but you don't ever think it's going to happen and then when it did I mean I still pinch myself and I'm I got to meet her um, in February I I mean except I was was, like not uh, okay I think I did something weirder than curtsy and that she I was at Shondaland and I was just like meeting just like because we were in the midst of filming then so I was just like chatting to people who I knew and stuff and they said oh you probably won't get to meet Shonda she's recording today so I thought fine let's just put that out of the way and then she sort of walks out into the hall like this sort of goddess that she is and then for some reason my first instinct was to take both her hands and hold them like the way Oprah does and I was like why are you doing this I have never done this to anyone in my life and then I couldn't let her go and I was like let Shonda go let Shonda go stop it let her go and then like I really wanted her to come to set and then she was like I have small children I don't know if I'll be able and I went they'll be fine so it's like and then I told her to like abandon her kids and I'm like but she's so she's so down to earth and that's the thing with all of the Shandalan people they're people at the top of their game there's no messing about but they are so sound and so lovely to work with and they really make you feel heard Mm -hmm. and make you feel included and like the way the stories evolved in the show was really like collaborative and uh, they're just yeah they're a dream to work for honestly they really are oh that sounds amazing that story made me think about like I was going to ask what are the weird things you've done when you've met someone that's like of a high celebrity because I remember when I oh. met um Beckham yeah Dave, Dave, the David Beckham the David ago. Beckham yeah the, the David Beckham you know Beckham you know B <laughs> you know Bex we're mates we're mates now <laughs> and I was like oh my god I love you so much I love you and all your kids and started naming his kids names to him I was like you know them <laughs> and Harper too I just named all of his kids it was like I, I know them like I, was like, I love you all so much <laughs> so Gina Nicola have you guys ever had apart from you holding Shonda's hands like oh you, yeah I have, have a done? really really embarrassing one in that I Jerry Girls was nominated for an NTA and I was filming on Bridgerton that day and I couldn't be released um to like make the red carpet and stuff and we were on opposite ends of London from the O2 and we were out West London filming so I was like literally getting ready in the car and then I came in midway through the ceremony and sat down and was like chatting to the girls da, 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 da. and then I looked over and Michael Palin was sat like two foot away from me oh my God. and like that like Monty Python had been a huge influence on me when I was a kid like I remember my brother and sister showing it to me and like the holy grail and recreating lines from it and like I remember reading the book about them when I was like before I applied to drama school I was like that is gonna that that's what made me apply yeah. and I just started crying but like oh. not like ugly like when you know the Kim Kardashian cry face it was like 10 times worse than that and it was also we were on television but I was like exhausted from filming and the emotion it all happened and then I was like I need to I was like I don't want to annoy him but I just was like you are a huge part of the reason why I'm, I'm sat here it's all Oprah full circle you know all of this happened so like I sort of I pulled myself together and I went to speak to him and of course he's the nicest man in the world of course he's so lovely and was and I said you know you were so I was like I read your book and it da, da, da. and he said it didn't put you off and I was like no it didn't and then I thought I was all cool I didn't cry in front of him until Jamie Lee who plays Michelle and Dairy Girls came over and went she was crying when she saw you she couldn't stop crying and I was like well great thanks now you've blown it now I don't now I'm like any cool I had is totally lost so yeah that was my worst one it is difficult, isn't it, when you see 
because there are, there are a bunch of people that I'm, I don't even want to meet them because I know yeah, same. Either, yeah. either they won't reach the expectation because I put them on the pedestal that is in mm-hmm. the sky yeah. or like I won't know what to do. Like I, the, the last famous person I met, which made me think, you know what? I'm good off meeting meeting my idols now. I don't want to meet anymore. <laughs> when I met Frank Ocean, Lord have mercy. Oh my God, yes, I remember <laughs> this. That's amazing. Nicola, this story, chat. It started with me. I literally fell in the gap between the train and the platform. This is how this journey, I fell. It no. was literally like, no. you could have written, it could have been a comedy on, on Channel 4. Just saying, it literally, I was in or the Netflix. gap between the Or Netflix, sorry, Netflix. <laughs> uh, it was in the gap between the train and the platform. That's how it started. Anyway, I was like a massive fan of Frank Ocean. And um, I was oh doing God. an interview for work and um, I came out and Frank, no, so I can't actually say he was just there. Frank Ocean was standing at the reception and I was like, this is my chance. This is my chance. But also this was the time when Frank Ocean was in hiding. So no one yes. knew where he was. Like he mm-hmm. hadn't released any like music for a year. Like people were like, please Frank, come back. Anyway, I saw him. So I was like, I've got to go up to him. So I went up to him and I said, knowing he was Frank Ocean, I was like, excuse me, this is really weird, but you really look like Frank Ocean. And he was like, I am. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I asked to take a picture with him. And because he was in hiding and also because he, he seemed like that kind of guy that doesn't, I was like, can I take a picture of you? My friends are not going to believe me. Like, please, honestly, I love you so much. You're so amazing. Like he was like, no. And I was like, "Ah!" (laughs) (laughs) so, um, you know, don't, don't meet your idols. So when we first saw the trailer of Bridgerton, on, I remember seeing it on Twitter and everyone's like, what? So it's like Gossip Girl, but like <laughs> not sort of thing. And then I watched it and I was like, OK, it kind of it's like Gossip Girl, but also kind of not. How are you? How do you feel about the Gossip Girl reference to it? I mean, I think I'm all for it, honestly, because like I always think before you've seen a show and that's just a teaser, it only shows like yeah. a little part of it. Mm-hmm. And Bridgerton is a big world, but I'm like, we're always going to look at something and go, what is this? And try to put it in context. But I think when people see it, they'll see there's not really anything like it. Mm. Because I feel like Shonda Land like, took the period drama rule book, looked at it and went, okay, cool. And kind of threw it out the window and did yep. what they wanted. This is like, Bridgerton has its own thing. There's not really anything. Like there's shades of little women in it. There's like some parts that like, people are like, oh, it looks like kind of like Baz Luhrmann-esque and I'm like yeah there is but it's also just its own thing too Mm. which is really exciting no it's really nice and I was sure um the first episode I'm not going to swan anything but when they were in the ball I was like Mm -hmm. is that thank you next yeah 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 Yeah." I was like wait why does that sound so familiar I was like no it can't be thank you next I was like but it really does sound Mm. like thank you next Mm. oh I thought I actually thought I was losing it I was like no I was gonna send you a voice (laughs) to Gina like am I hearing what I'm hearing or have I lost my mind oh that's such a clever way to do it that is such a clever way to do it clever Because it makes sense because it still like lives in that world, but it's got the modern touch to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I had that same thing and I was like, I know this song, but I was like, what string quartet music do I know? Why would I know this? I was like, Ariana Grande! <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, it just fits perfectly. It's just, yeah, they've nailed it on that front, I think. Any more you can tell us about your character, Penelope? Because she seems yeah. really cute and then yeah. the mean girls tried to be mean to her and that man was very nice to her. She's and yeah, <laughs> such a cute and she, All she wants to do is study, but her mum won't let her. I know, she'll <laughs> let me read her books. Well, wants. the thing is, when I got cast, I ended up like 
lurking on online forums. I guess that's just the type of person I am because <laughs> I wanted to know, like these books have been around for 20 years. So they actually predate Gossip Girl mm-hmm. by a few mm-hmm. years because these scandal sheets were a big thing in society. Yeah. You know, we've always been interested in gossip yes. and what's this person doing. And nowadays we have celebrities, but in Regency era, the, these really rich families, they were the celebrities. So mm-hmm. they were full game for gossip. But Penelope... She's in this world, but she's an outsider. She doesn't, she's been presented onto the marriage market at 17. She's a baby, really. She knows she's a baby. She's like, I don't really want to be doing this right now. And her mom's like, well, you have to, because they have three unwed daughters in their house, (gasps) which is a financial strain on the family. And it's seen as like really bad. Mm -hmm. And her sister is 21, which is like way too old to not be married at that time. But Penelope, she goes on a really interesting journey because she starts off very sweet and innocent, but then she's forced to grow up quite quickly. Yeah. Um, and then with her cousin, Arena coming in, I think she's excited because she feels like she's got this ally in the house that she's never had before and mm. someone that can understand her and someone to go to balls with her so she's not stood alone, you know, having a miserable time. But it, she's so much fun to play because like all the other Shondaland women that are like iconic, you know, you've got Meredith Grey, you've got Olivia Pope, you know. Annalise Keating. Like, sh- yeah. Yeah. I'm, okay, so I I met Viola <gasps> Davis. Oh, get out! I died. I died. Oh, I died. my I died. gosh. I died. What did you do? Okay. So basically, when I was in LA in February, um, they were, Shondaland are amazing, and they were like, would you like to go to the sets? And I was like, yeah, I would. Absolutely would. And then um, they were filming like the final scene of how to get away with murder and she sort of comes out of the makeup trailer and she's just got this like presence she's just a goddess and I was like hello (laughs) I just was like the most unimpressive human I was like hi and I shook her hand and like she is just a force of nature she is incredible yeah yeah it was it was it was amazing yeah to meet her was just incredible yeah I think there's no woman on earth that wears lipstick better than her I was like, you know, if I lived in a different world and I wanted to write a thesis, I would write a thesis on how she wears lip colours because they're all just perfection. But she's got this perfect face, which probably helps. I hear you, but I feel like Gina is a close second. So Gina, our very own Gina wears the most amazing lipstick, like every colour possible. She is... I'm sorry, like, Viola might be top two, but Gina's also (laughs) top two, not two. Just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. I can't believe you met that. Oh my God, I can't get over that. I know, I know. February was a good month for you. You met amazing. Yeah, what a year. I know, Shanda, Viola. I saw um, Ellen. Oh my God, I've forgotten her surname. Meredith Grey. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ellen Pompeo. Yeah. Ellen Pompeo. Oh my yes. God, my brain. Yeah, I, saw, I like saw her at a distance, but she was filming a scene. So I was like, I don't want to like, you know, when she's working, but she was there. and But yeah, they just write women brilliantly because that women they're allowed to be complicated do shitty things are unlikable mm-hmm. they're allowed to be brave yeah. and difficult and that's what you want because that's that's real life you oh, know absolutely. i think a, a lot of bridgerton is really escapist and beautiful and you've got these beautiful balls and the dresses and this but then there's very human people underneath all that and i think that's what gives it its, its richness as well yeah, and i think it's great that they do a thing of like women that are not nice i kind of like what not yeah. what I, I love watching not nice women nicola tell us uh we always ask people for a recommendation and then we fight over whose recommendation mm-hmm. was best what stuff have you been watching um during this period what would you recommend ideally on netflix but it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be on netflix okay um i 
absolutely love Pose more than anything. Good choice. I am obsessed. I mean, Ooh. every part of that show is flawless. Yeah. I feel like I would die for that whole cast. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's just vibrant. It's joyful, but then it's so tragic. And it was, you know, it's such recent history, but it's, you know, when you see like the scale of the AIDS epidemic and what happened and you know how we're still fighting that stigma yeah. however many years on and mm-hmm. but like I love like that ball culture I love uh, Paris is burning I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix but that's, that's about such a good you know like Willy Ninja yeah. and all of those houses of dragon these subcultures in New York at that time and I just I love that and it's like the birth of theatricality and mm. like because I think also like I've worked in theater too but I think some of the theater is really stiff and, and rigid and I think that is like what can just be done when people want to express themselves. And I love that when people are so truthful and expressive. So both of those kind of link in together. They're great. Mm-hmm. Then on like the trashier side of things, yeah. I've started into the Real Housewives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Again, a great choice. Okay. Which one? Which which part? I started with Beverly Hills. Right. Fantastic. Then I went to Atlanta. Great. And then Best now, I'm, now I'm on New York. Oh, New York is okay. so good. Oh, okay. underrated yeah. gem. Okay, so if you're into the trashy, there is um, the Bollywood Wives, which I've I started watching. It. Yeah, that I'm okay. enjoying. It. It's on Netflix, Ooh, and I'm, okay, I'm, okay. It, it is that vibe of Real Housewives, and they go on holiday and they have arguments over lunch, as you do. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, th- I think you'd like it. <laughs> but I think honestly, like if anyone, if anyone of my friends was that mean to me in real life, I would simply die on. The oh, spot. same. I would I'd evaporate. I'd evaporate. Yeah. Yeah. They tell each other secrets. I told you that in private. Why are you saying it in dinner in front of everyone? You bitch. They're so mean. I'm like, just be a bit nicer to each other. Um what else? What else? Um The Crown obviously Obviously. is just so brilliantly acted. Um, not on Netflix, but I am obsessed with Euphoria. Oh, like that's great. so upset like it's funny because I saw it a year later than everybody else and got so obsessed with it that I was annoying my friends like have you seen this they were like yes a year ago when everyone else <laughs> went just haven't seen it and I was like oh, okay but that like it, and I, I find it a really hard show to like sell because I can never encapsulate what it's all about I'm like it's about these teenagers but it's not but she's a drug addict but it's not just about her it's her friends and the music and cinematography is stunning and I've listened to that album endlessly like the labyrinth the what's more the score rather than the soundtrack it's so good like I just love that so much these are fantastic recommendations amazing (laughs) Nicola our time with you is up no, oh, no. I, honestly, <laughs> we can speak to you for ages. Thank you so much for coming to chat with us on our My podcast. pleasure. You're amazing, and you're doing amazing, sweetie. And Penelope Pease oh, William and Sarah Gilson's oh, minute too. So, so thank you. So oh, it's so good to talk to you. You too, lovely. <laughs> do you know how like we really liked Nicola? If there was ever a guest that we had that you hated, like what do you say? Like, and here's this guest. <laughs> <laughs> no, you've just got to affirm it. Just have to, just have to say you love them always. There's literally no other choice. I said to the girl, I said to the girl, say it. So what would you say? I'd be like, here is John. No. I'm not going to be like, I love John. We get paid to be fake a bit. No, I'm not. I refuse. Well, no, because I think there's a level of professionalism in being a bit fake. I do. No, no, I think it is necessary to be you know fake. What I there, mean? Has to, there has to be a tinge of it. Like, you can't show how, everybody how you feel. Yeah, exactly. At all times. And that's when, when when we worked together, you saw I didn't go well with an office. Because <laughs> <laughs> I used to 
have a uniform that I would come in in every time I was just wasn't in the mood for anyone's shit. And it would be black jeans and a black hoodie. And I'd come in and Gina would be like, okay. Yeah. Emo T. Yeah. That was what I used to call you. Little and my hoodie would be up as well because I was like, don't chat to me today. Yeah. And that was my vibe. Okay, this week, what have you been watching, B? So I have two things to bring to the table this week. Okay. Uh, they're both very different. One is Netflix, one is non-Netflix. And the first one, because you spoke about documentaries at the start, is a documentary that isn't out on Netflix yet, but will be on Netflix soon. Um, Wait, how soon is soon? Why are you just wetting the people's appetite to know I apologize. Okay, okay, yeah, you're right. I'm really sorry. Okay, it comes out next Wednesday. Okay. 16th of December. Okay, So, and it's focused on the Yorkshire Ripper. And I don't know if you know the story of Yorkshire Ripper, but basically... No, I try to avoid them, man. Yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. fair, 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 fair. Over the course of um, five years, from 1975 to 1980, there were like a string of murders right. um, of women in the North England, but they were, they were like, they were sex workers, basically. One of the most cunning killers they've ever had to trace. Could I have done more? Should I have done more? Police are investigating the discovery of a woman's body. 28-year-old Wilma McCann. It looks into... Obviously, like, it's a true crime doc, so it looks into, like, what happened with them, blah, 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 and speaks to, like, the police. But it also talks about, like, the dynamics of what Yorkshire was like then. Right, like, okay. it even talks about the black, like, the Afro-Caribbean community then. Okay. And, like, their mistrust of the police. It talks about how it was reported on and dealt with because they were sex workers and they weren't, like, your stereotypical innocent, uh, like, female uh, yeah, yeah, character yeah. that people can more, like, better, you know... Uh, relate to or whatever or feel mm-hmm. sorry for it's all about all that it's really really interesting really interesting so that's the first thing that i've been watching that's a four-parter right okay oh that's a good one yeah yeah all right i'll pass it on to you okay so do you know with this documentary right because sometimes i think documentaries and um can romanticize the killer sometimes kind of make yeah. it look like there were these good looking guys who did this mm. and kind of makes it seem a bit like I don't know. Yeah, it romanticizes them. Do you reckon yeah. this does this? I, I don't. I don't. Okay. All right. Okay. But that's I good. do think there is something really interesting in that whole documentary's romanticizing killers. Yeah. Because, like, for example, my opinion of like the Ted Bundy that one, thing, yeah. like all of that kind of stuff, is that oh, it was it's, it's actually pretty ironic because Ted Bundy himself was supposed to be like somebody who was really charismatic and all type of stuff and people did like him loads. Oh, right, so okay. the fact that like um, the audience, like us as an audience kind of liked him is kind of, uh, there's like an irony there. But yeah, it doesn't, they don't do that with, with this documentary. It's, I think so far at the very least, it feels very objective and fact-driven. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Right, okay, nice. What about you? What have you been watching? Um, what have I been watching? I'm still watching The Crown. And honestly, mm. I, will stop, I will stop talking about it soon. But like, I just want to say one thing, right? I'm still on season one. No, I just finished season one. Okay. Um, Lilibet is wicked. Yeah. There was absolutely no reason why Lilibet didn't let her sister marry that man. That really upset me. Okay, but... But wasn't he married or something? He was divorced, but that was the reason why, because he was divorced. I just feel like Lilibet really should have taken her sister's side in that. Is that is that really why? Because he was divorced. Yeah, it was like, against like the law in terms of Christianity and all things like that. Because he was divorced. 
Oh, right. I didn't yeah. know that. What, yeah, I mean, so I guess I did know that, but I thought it was because he was married. No, and Lilibet is the queen, bruv. She could have, <laughs> like... You could have just changed your law. She could have circumvented that. But the thing is, after they done kicked out the uncle, just because he went out with an American or something like that. Yeah, true. I'm but sure they could have just... divorced as well. That's why she was divorced four times. So I think she was on it, that one. Oh, wow. Yeah, but that's the last I want to talk about the crown because I, I realise that I keep talking about it. But the queen is wicked, according uh, to the crown. I don't know what she's like in real life. I never met her. <laughs> <laughs> and now you never will. <laughs> now you never will. <laughs> Imagine you're on a night meeting, but like, there was an episode where you called me wicked. Yeah. <laughs> I've been listening to 10 out of 10. I've been listening. So, been banging that out. What else have I been watching? I've just been watching old stuff, you know. There hasn't been anything, like, new and exciting. I've been watching a thing where I feel like... <sighs> it's called Dash and Lily. Imagine you're in New York and it's Christmas. You're in your favourite bookstore and there a red notebook do you dare do i dare not for just anyone but i have to confess you intrigue me you asked how this time of year makes me feel so i know you'll understand when i say he hates christmas get out of my room it's about this boy and a girl who is very teenagery and sometimes it's very ya it feels like you're reading a ya book yeah. who are talking to each other via letters that they've left around town. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and what, the cute. girl is very, like, loves Christmas and is very happy and lives in this life and the boy is kind of, like, parents are divorced, hates Christmas, kind of alone at Christmas time. So mm-hmm. it's just a little cute little, like, the girl's meant to be quite neaky and the guy's, like, a cool kid. Mm, so, yeah, like, yeah. would I recommend it? No, but it, it's on Netflix and I watch it. <laughs> Yeah. Also, if if anybody watches This Is Us and is on the season five um, or season four, one of them, he's also Kate's boyfriend at some point. In that, oh, is that it? Yeah, the boy. Yeah. Um, Wait, you're strong enough to watch This Is Us? No, do you know, I, I, you know, I don't like emotions. I am not. Yeah. I So I had to stop. I took like a year and a half break because I was not mentally... Or yeah, emotionally same. stable enough to watch that. I, this is us is the only TV show that I can say I unequivocally cried my eyes out. I bawled like a baby. Yes, and like, was, I can't watch it anymore. I stopped. I stopped. I tried again during COVID, like during lockdown. I was like, no, no, not doing but it. The way they write it is it's just so, so well written. Good. But it's, too, it's too much. I'm not. It's addictive. Enough. No, I get I it. I get, get it. Pa- I can't get past season one. Yeah, it's it's tough. I would yeah. say try it again, but I understand if you don't because it is really, really tough. There's a really, really good tough. one that's really similar to it, but it's not. A, there's there's a, another show that's similar to it, but it's not as that heart wrenching. It's um, called A Million Little Things. Oh yeah, brilliant, so good. What's it on? Who who is it? Um, where is it on? I can't remember what it's on actually. A million little things. Yeah, really, been really. It's like about. A, it's about a group of friends and mm. the first um it's quite like hard hitting as well the first episode starts when one of their friends committing suicide mm. and it's kind of like how they deal with that and you know what does life look like for them afterwards and they find out different things about him after his suicide mm. it's really really interesting really really interesting i got this why don't you take a long lunch okay at the end of this call, we will either have a deal or we will never have a deal. I can't be in this marriage anymore. I want to be with you. I got my briefcase. Didn't you notice I left it? 
Hey, you. Great. It's in line with what I was expecting. I was very clear. Balsamic vinaigrette. Yes, they do. I get salad there three days a week. Sorry. Cold. I don't mean to interrupt what sounds like a super important salad conversation. I just have one quick question. Is my cancer back? I feel like it has This Is Us vibes, but not as like, doesn't rip you apart from inside of your soul. Okay. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> a million little things. Okay. Yep. All right. I have one last recommendation. Let's hear it. Or, or something that I've been watching. I'm not recommending this to you, Tanani, because I know you well enough to know that you won't like this. Okay. But I'm going to say it. And for whoever's listening, if this is the kind of thing that you think you could try, then give it a go. This is a non-Netflix thing. I think I started watching this on iPlayer. Uh, and it's called Fort Salem. Oof. Yeah. Over 300 years ago, the witches of Salem ended their persecution by making a deal. We made a vow to use our power to protect our nation. Today, we are warriors. On the front lines in the defense of our country. Our training begins here. Welcome to Fort Salem. My friend made me start watching it. Like, we just, if, if sometimes we just like decide to choose any TV show and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to watch. Like, we did that with Ratchet. We, we just watched it all in one go. And so, um, yeah, we chose Fort Salem. Or well, they chose it and I was like, fine, I'll watch it. It's basically about, you know, the Salem witch trials back in the day, 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 day? Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, <laughs> for God's sake, everybody knows that. I know. I, I don't know what I did in history. I honestly don't. All right, all right, fine. Basically, back in the day, they used to, like, burn people that they thought was witches. Oh, I do know state. that. I didn't yeah. know it was called this. Okay. Yeah, right, right. And then okay, used to, I, I think that. it was in a place called Salem. I don't even know. Don't come for me from history. But okay. that's that. And so it's basically, like, um, it's the idea that back in those trials, there was a treaty signed between the... Okay, this sounds bad, me saying it. I know you're not going to like this. But um, there was a treaty signed between America and the witches that instead of them burning them all and their descendants, um, they would be conscripted into, like, war. So they'd, like, go into the army, essentially, to protect the American people. And so this whole thing is, like, following these young people who are, like, doing army training. And for some reason, I don't know what it is. It's, like, it's weird because it's almost like... What I imagine Warrior Nun to have been if I'd got past episode, like two episodes in. <laughs> um, and like Riverdale, weirdly, because okay. it also has, it's got the, the, the young adult thing of like teens, sex, yeah. dr- drugs, like all of that. And then it's got like the weird magic and mysticism of a Game of Thrones. It's really, okay. really odd. It's, like, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones meets Riverdale. It's very, very strange. Anyway, if that's the kind of thing that you would try, I would generally watch it because I've watched five episodes and I really enjoyed it. And yeah, there's like a, there's a mole who's like, you you know, as the audience is like effing everything up, but no one else knows. And it's got that kind of like, you want to watch it because it's got a cliffhanger every episode, which I love. What's it called? I've been watching. Again? It's called Fort Salem. Cool. And there's two more for me, actually. One non-Netflix industry. Oh yeah! I've when you said like teen sex and whatever, it's got lots of sex in it. Um, but mm. it's it's really good. It's really good. It's about the banking industry and people that are on like a one year placement there, and who gets the job. But it's really interesting. It's like sex, drugs, and banking, which yeah. apparently all go hand in hand. And documentary Netflix, Selena. 
Selena or Selena? Yeah, oh, Selena. Oh, yeah, yeah. I really want to watch that. I really want to watch that. Really, really, really good. I kind of like, I didn't know much about her, to be honest. And I knew that she got killed by the manager of her fan club or something like that. That I did not know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Or someone that loved her so much and was like kind of obsessed with her. So it's really, oh, really, it's think? interesting. And that's on Netflix. And I think that's a good watch. And I love her music documentary type thing which is what we said last time as well i think yeah. she was like really young before she got killed so it's interesting wow we've got a lot of that's a lot of recommendations that's from us telly. we've watched quite a bit of telly this oh, week quite a lot of telly. every time mm. i watch tv now i'm like gotta tell t- gotta save I it know, gotta <laughs> save this one i go to go tweet about it, i'm like no nope, i'll talk about it on the exactly, pod yes. exactly and of oh, course I- bridgerton which i actually really really enjoyed it i've seen the first two episodes i think it's sick Bridgerton is great. It is the, it's so true what you were saying about them mixing the modern with... Um, it is, like, honestly. I thought I was losing it when I was like, I swear this Ariana Grande. But I was yeah. like, no, don't be stupid. Like, don't be stupid. It's sick. It's like, it's Shonda, so of course it's sick. Yeah. Oh, to have her mind. To, oh, to have her mind. Or her hints of talent. <laughs> just a crumb. <laughs> just a crumb Truly just, just a that crumb. That would be fun. <laughs> but can't have it all. Also, I will say that last week we asked people to use the hashtag 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, well, only one person did it oh. since then. <laughs> but <laughs> Why did you tell me the news like that? Because I got really excited. Do you guys hate us? <laughs> no. It's really, no I mean, I, I get it, I guess. Uh, sure. But anyway, Ashley Faith says she really loves the Netflix UK 10 out of 10 would recommend pod. And then she went out of her way to do hashtag 10 out of 10 would recommend. And for that, Ashley, we love you. We love you very much. You're the best, babes. But yeah, honestly, guys, use it and like recommend things as well for everybody to watch. I think it's nice. Yeah, we need stuff to watch also. Like, we can't just be carrying this heavy, like doing the heavy lifting all on our own. This is like, burden. gosh, guys, help. Help help us out. Breaking news, Gina and Talani's back are broken from holding down the TV industry. <laughs> <laughs> gosh. Right, I reckon okay. that, that that's a wrap for this week. What say you, T? I think that's good. I think, I think that's been a good episode. I, I thoroughly enjoyed recording this with you. Yeah, I did too. All right. <laughs> so that was it. The last episode of season one. We are thankfully, very gratefully been given season two, which we're so excited about. Yes, we're so excited. So um, given that we are getting a season two of 10 out of 10 would recommend, we are taking a well-deserved break, uh, but we will be back in the new year. And we really hope that all of the recommendations that we've given you in this episode and in the episodes that happened before this will keep you company over Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas and an even better new year because God knows, Lord knows. We deserve it. We deserve. We deserve. So uh, where where can we find you? Where can we find you on the wild web? Well, you should know by now. If you don't, you can find me at Tolly underscore T on Twitter and Instagram. Where can they find you and where can they find Netflix, Gina? You can find me at SmileGina, G-E-N-A, on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. And you can find Netflix at Netflix UK on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter and at Netflix on TikTok too. Goodbye. Goodbye.